Welcome, friends. You are listening to the podcast for First Christian Church in Fort Myers, Florida. To learn more, join us online at fccfm.org. It is a blessing to be able to share God's Word with you today. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Mission Sunday at First Christian Church. Uh, Super excited that you're here. My name is Gabe Hillman, and I'm a guest speaker. So if you are uh, visiting this Sunday or haven't been with us that long, don't take what I'm sharing as what's normal. The, our, our star preachers, everyone else will be back to normal next week. But I have, I have the opportunity to, to be up here uh, from our time of being sent as sent missionaries from First Christian Church. And kind of before I get into it, I do want to share with you, I, I, I'm carrying a little bit of nervousness with me this morning. It, and it's not nervousness with the opportunity to come here and speak and share with you guys. I I love being up here and seeing your faces. Uh, The the way that I wanted to put an analogy to it, it's it's like the young high school guys that I coach in soccer and they're about to get into the game and I'm talking to them, trying to get them up and they're on the sidelines like deeply breathing, like about to pass out and they're 16 year olds about to go play a game. And it's just this excited nervousness that I I have. Uh, But We've, my wife and I, we moved back to, to America 18 months ago, and last summer, sharing with Pastor Matt about some of the things that we've gone through and observations we've had and the way that we wanted to come before the church and say, thank you for your support, we are now here. Uh, this Sunday kind of got on the radar, and man, it's a busy life here in America, if you think about it. it we moved back 18 months ago, and then we go through this year of life and work and everything else, and then finally was able to carve out some time this summer to meet with Pastor Matt, and then we kind of put it before us on this date. So I'm very grateful for the opportunity that Matt and the church gave, gave this Sunday. Uh, I've had quite, quite a long runway to come before you and share a message. And as I've let that stew and brew in my heart and before me for the last several months, uh, I've observed the way the things that have gone here and Pastor Matt said we have a big idea and I've boiled that down to a word of the day. So before you guys, you see the word, or it was up there, the word of the day is wholeheartedly a life on mission. And that is something that I've observed as working outside the church, maybe in a professional atmosphere and being involved in the community and to the best of my ability with the young people here at church is that we have the opportunity every day wherever we're at, in our comings and our goings, to serve Christ wholeheartedly. And my journey goes back at First Christian Church. For some of you guys, I'm looking out now and I see you guys in the lobby and maybe you weren't here 15 years ago or 20 years ago, but in 92, 1992, I was invited and my family was invited to begin attending First Christian Church. And we attended a summer camp and that kind of moved into our whole family coming here and getting involved. And then eventually I learned about opportunities for, for university and I went through the church to a place called Milligan University. And my wife and I met there and we were praying about the opportunity to go serve the Lord somewhere. And we took the opportunity for the summer to go to Bulgaria. And we said, yes, we'll, we'll go save Bulgaria in two years and it'll be awesome. We'll be done, we'll come back and start life. At the end of two years, I was able like, to order groceries in Bulgarian. Uh, it, it was an amazing uh, journey that God continued to put challenges and opportunities and milestones and things to look back and say we're grateful for. And my, my point is, or my aim this morning, is not to come up here and elaborate too much on my time in Bulgaria. 
However, I like lunches and coffees. If you want to discuss that further, I, I'm available. Uh, that's serious. Um, but I wanted to talk about more of what I've observed as part of this community my, in my comings and goings and being wholehearted in my daily walk with the Lord and being on mission here. But outside in the lobby, you guys hopefully had the opportunity before this service began. And if, if you didn't, if you came in uh, on time, after the service, our missionaries or our partnered ministries will still be set up out there. And these people have had influential impact in my life. From gentlemen like Mr. Kerry Eastridge at FGCU, a campus ministry serving at one of the nation's fastest growing uh, college campuses, to a guy I saw this morning I haven't seen in several years, Mike Osborne, who is a former and current mentor to me, he used to take me fishing before he moved to Pine Island, kept up in, in our life. Uh, in a ministry that's dear to me as I just kind of follow them as they continue to influence and equip young coaches here locally, that's Hoops on Mission. So there's a lot out there, and there's another ministry that you could partner with and have an immediate impact in the lives of global youth leaders. That's ends of the earth. You can go on an adventure trip with them, and you, these are all available for us today. First Christian Church has a dynamic missions team, so I encourage you at the end of this to step outside and engage with those conversations. But the word that I wanted to share with you today uh, has an action step to it. So throughout this, uh, I'm going to be giving you guys some action steps. I'm a teacher, so we do some kinetic learning and wholeheartedly, right? So whole, can we all do this? I got about half of you. All right, great. Whole, where do we put the whole? Heartedly. Smart people. Wholeheartedly. Wonderful. And that, once again, that's what I came up with when I was, when I was uh, walking through the preparation of this sermon. And where I want to take us today is to the book of Colossians. And this is where this word wholeheartedly comes from. And I wanted just to share a little bit about the text, the context of how I prepare for a specific sermon. And maybe it's going to come up on the board. But what, what I do is I like to get a lot of different texts before me. I like to open up different versions of the Bible. I like to open up different commentaries and try to see, like, are my thoughts aligned with what different versions of the English translation are saying? Are my thoughts that I want to give to my friends uh, supported by maybe some academics out there. So I'm not going to get all into that. I'm going to stick to the basics. But just so you can have an idea of where I've kind of pulled some information from is multiple uh, versions of the Bible, like the New American Standard Bible, the New Revised Standard, the message which I have down here that I just wanted to lift up to you. This is just like a novel that you can read if you're just interested in reading the Bible in a new light. It's more, it reads more like a Bible. And because I am somewhat bilingual, I, I've taken the Bulgarian modern translation. So if you're one of the people who like to engage in the text with different people in a community, next weekend on Sunday, there's going to be a rally Sunday. You can come in here and sign up for a, a small group or a ministry that you can get involved in. And you can engage in the text outside of a Sunday service with those groups throughout the week. But the text that I want to share with you, uh, starting in Colossians, and like I shared, I'm a guest speaker. So when I, when I speak or when I share, I like to read directly from the text that's before us. So if you have something to open it in your e-reader or on the screen, uh, we're going to be in the book of Colossians. This was a letter written from Paul from Rome to a church in Colossae. And I'm going to read from uh, chapter 1, 9 through 12. For this reason, 
since the day we, and there's a context to the we, we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. As you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God, may you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints and the light. So before we dive in any further with some action steps and context of the Bible, we need to get our mind around where Colossae is in the context of it. Paul, he's writing while in his imprisonment in Rome. And he's sending his letter with Onesimus to Philemon, who we know that, we knew, we know that book in the Bible. But Paul, he never visited the town of Colossae. He never went there. He was in Ephesus. And while in Ephesus, a group of people, not yet believers, group of people traveled to hear Paul teach, to speak, to preach. And they took that teaching back to their own community in Colossae, and then they started the Christian community. Later on, the uh, Apostle Paul, while in his imprisonment, sends a letter to that community that we have the book of Colossians. That's kind of how it comes to us. And also later on in that same letter in chapter 4, Paul talks about reading the other letters that were circulated. So just in that short book, four chapters, Colossians, we see multiple things. And and at the end of it, we kind of see that by the time Paul's in Rome, there's a spreading of Christian communities in these places. And I'm going to lead that into our first takeaway. So our first takeaway has a motion to it, get our hands ready. It's God connected. Are we doing this? So, so we have wholeheartedly serving him and it's God connected. And extremely similar to all our stories in here. There's not a person in here that wouldn't share the, a similar story. But we're, we might be on a journey of life. We may have moved to this community from somewhere else. We may work one job for five years and then move on to a different job. We have different communities that we're in and out of. We might interact with our children's parents or their friends and then see them a decade later. And it's always interesting to me to see how God is connected in that. And I remember growing up in this church and one of the things that, the phrases that Pastor Gary would always say is at First Christian Church, there's things that happen upstream for downstream, upstream and downstream. And, but I, I'm, I'm taking it saying as God connected. And I wanted to take that opportunity and share, elaborate a little bit more just on uh, how the ministry stands in Bulgaria, where you guys supported us for 15 years, is um, our team continues to serve. We have 11 full-time staff serving full-time in Bulgaria. Ministries like we went to start the outdoor adventure ministry. A young man, Pesho, and his wife, Femka, are now leading that. Uh, Svetan and Maya Stoitsevi, who this church supports, and they've been here multi- a couple times, you, they are supported national missionaries from First Christian Church. And there's another young couple, and they were actually married at First Christian Church. Uh, Ross, who's from Cape Coral, who visited us on a short-term team, met his wife, who's Bulgarian, Lubov. So that it's, we didn't know this when we went there, that we had an objective, we had a mission. We wanted to accomplish or start this and serve the Lord in these different ways. And then the Lord would kind of intersect and see men, people. We call them people of peace. Maybe who share the same, same vision, who have the same heart, who are kindred spirits. 
And over time, we would partner with these people and now they're serving full-time. So thank you guys for the continued support that enables and equips them to do this. In verse 17, and this is a verse that's dear to my heart, Paul adds on, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. So we don't, we don't know where we're gonna end up in the life. We don't know our interactions that are, come, are gonna come that day when we wake up that morning. We don't know what the next month paints for us. But continue to serve wholeheartedly in our comings and goings. The next verse that I wanna read for us is over in chapter three. So I'm not going through this letter systematically in a way. Let me get my spot. I'm gonna read it off the screen here. I'm not going through this letter systematically, uh, but I'm, I'm trying to pull out what might be valuable for us in, as we look at whole, this word wholeheartedly from Paul's letter. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, not only while being watched and in order to please them, but wholeheartedly fearing the Lord. Whatever your task, put yourselves into it as done for the Lord and not for your masters. And th there's a context that I wanted to give to you guys uh, from one of the commentaries that I was reading. It's from the New Bible Commentary. And it, if you want to discuss that later, I'm more than happy to. But listen to this explanation. The teaching in this section, uh, these verses, applies equally to work done today and shows that a worker's motivation and his standards of worksmanship are to be the best possible since they are done for the sake of the Lord. And when I read that, I really brought out more of this wholehearted idea of where is our motivation coming from in our daily walk, in our profession, in our relationships with our relatives, in our interactions with the people at the store, with when we meet uh, maybe customers or our friends' parents, or the list could go on. What is our motivation in serving the Lord? And what is the standard in which we are working to serve him with? And I was doing this word search uh, for this word wholeheartedly, trying to get an enriched idea of, of where this word sets in our modern English language. How, how, can, how can this relate to us? Because you don't often use this word wholeheartedly, but there's some other words that we do have. Words like authentic, committed, enthusiastic, Bonafide, zealous. My favorite one is sincere. What are we doing out of sincerity? How are we serving the Lord in our sincerity? So I'm gonna move on to this next one. Uh, God honoring excellence. And this, is, this was or is a core value of Josiah Venture, the organization that we served with. And my, my motion for you is this. We're gonna lift up our hands and we're gonna give God our first fruits in our excellency, God honoring excellency. And being a core value of ours, we always try to do this. And the, the challenge that was always part of my life in serving as a core value of our mission organization, and now that I've carried that over here into this community of Southwest Florida, living locally, doing life, is what am I trying to do with perfection out of wrong motives? What do I get anxious about and, and distort this idea that we're doing it with God honoring excellency and what am I trying to rob God of 
in my pursuit of my own perfection. Like, I'm just trying to be bluntly open with you guys, bluntly honest. And one of the things that I'm involved with, maybe overly involved with, is athletics. Like, I coach a lot of teams, sport teams. I love them. And I really enjoy that. I believe that God put that before me to use athletics as a platform, working with young, not just young people, but young people in the community and their parents and all that. And I might be the first one to come up here and tell you guys, but as a coach, uh, I enjoy winning. Uh, maybe you've coached a team or played on a team, but we, we enjoy winning. We, we enjoy walking away from the game and saying, yeah, we won. Uh, but the challenge for me, and I'm, just, I'm being sincerely open with you guys, is when I take that winning, the perfection, and put it on the pedestal of idolatry in place of serving God with, with excellency, I'm manipulating what he wants from us. And I, I don't know what that is for you. I don't know if that is seeing your children succeed. I don't know if that is a healthy bank account. I don't know if that is the right type of environment. I don't know what that is for you. I've shared my, my that, and I have several more. It's not an easy pursuit to serve God with God-honoring excellency and distorting that with the pedestal of idolatry. So the, the, maybe the challenge or the question that I, that I would leave with you is how can you take what God has endowed you with, put in your heart, your spirit? What excites you? What is out there? Maybe your profession, maybe your family, your relatives, your relationships in the business world. And how can you pursue that with honoring God with excellency? My third one, let's go back to the motions, okay? Let's start again. So we have wholeheartedly, right? And it's God connected and serving God with God honoring excellency. So this third one is we're going to point up and we're going to run through all his energy. Y'all are great. Through all his energy. Thank you so much. Uh, I have a young man on one of my soccer teams, and he is filled with energy. Uh, whenever I go to put him into a game, I know one of two things are going to happen. It, there's, no, there's no middle bubble ground. There's one or two. Uh, he's either going to be ejected because of passion. It, it, you guys laugh, and I'll let you know when we play. You can come watch it. He's either going to get ejected or have like the most amazing game ever. Uh, it, there's no like middle ground for this young man. Uh, we were playing a game once and he scored two goals and he takes off, he starts throwing off articles of clothing like in celebration, maybe you've seen this before in soccer, it's, it's a soccer thing. Uh, and our team is chasing him and they're like trying to decipher, do we collect the clothes and put them back on him or do we celebrate with him? Like, he just has that much energy and I love it. And one of the very cool things about this young man is when I talk to him and, I, and I'm asking him, like, what are you looking forward to doing with your life? Uh, I think he has a secret ambition to be a professional soccer player. But he does share that uh, he, he wants to be a pastor. He's 16 years old and he shares that he wants to be a pastor. And I love that. Uh, and another connection story here at First Christian Church is that there's a ministry that we're part of. It's called FCA. And we're soon to start a campus chapter in our school. And I'm really excited to get this young man involved in this cap campus chapter that's supported by this church and, and have him part of this community. But there's a verse that I want to bring us to. And it's back in verse 1. 
uh, chapter 1, verse 29. Uh, let me read this for us. For this I toil and struggle. And when we read, uh, when, when I read stuff, I see for this, and I wonder what this is, and I'll go back to that. But for this I toil and struggle with all the energy that he powerfully inspires within me. Now, the, we have this verse, and uh, it was something that I may have been enlightened to in a new light uh, this past month as I was reading through Colossians. It's not something I probably read for the first time, but I can definitely share. God put this verse on my, on my heart in preparation for this Sunday, and, and I really reflected on it and thought, I don't have the same energy as I did 20 years ago when I left for Bulgaria. And, and if I'm a smart guy, I'm probably not going to anticipate to have the same level of energy in 20 years from now. It doesn't say that the Lord took away energy from us, but he says that he put it in us, powerfully inspires within me. And then there, there's a verse that talks about, and it's right before verse 29, it's verse 28. And it's bringing everyone into full maturity. And that's the this. When Paul writes for this, he is saying to bring everyone into full maturity. He's not referring to God put energy within us to serve our personal desires. God did not put energy in us uh, to win every game. God did not put energy in us, and the list could go on, and the that is that for all of us, and it's different. But God put energy, he inspires us with the energy to bring others to full maturity before him. And I think before us today, we have the opportunity to reflect on how are we serving in our communities? How are we serving wholeheartedly with our relationships in our workplace? in our communities, in our schools, in this place, in this church. And I knew when I was preparing this sermon that there was something, there was, there was something amiss. I didn't quite have something to close with. And this morning when I was sitting uh, in, the, in the parking lot, rolling over my sermon, I, I was contemplating, well, how do I close this? And it was right before me. And I've lost my spot. Here it is. So it was right before me. And this is the way that I want to bring it to us. And I didn't have an action step for you. I didn't have uh, a way to move our hands. But I appreciate your participation. Uh, but in verse, chapter 3, 1 through 2, it reads, So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated and at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. And I think I want to take this and say, what do we envision our lives being? How are we serving wholeheartedly? And what is the, how do we envision that life to serve Christ, to bring others into maturity? We're not doing it for our own pursuits. We should be honoring, honoring God with excellency in that. So let me go back to our action steps or our key takeaways. The thing I wanted to bring to you uh, before you today is maybe like as a colleague or in a relationship here in this church community or here in Southwest Florida, just living life, 
like majority of us, is what are we doing to live wholeheartedly on mission? Where are we connected with others? Where are we connected with God? How can we serve him with our excellency? How can we use the energy that he gives us through a multiple level of opportunities? And what do we envision doing for our life for Christ? How will we continue to live on mission? Those are what I have for you today. And in my closing, I want to encourage us all uh, that there are teams of missionaries out there, local, national, different ministries that are part of the dynamic ministry setup of First Christian Church. Be involved with someone. Find someone that shares a kindred spirit with you, a like-mindedness that is serving day in and day out. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to partner with them. I appreciate y'all, and God bless First Christian Church. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for this wonderful and beautiful church community, this family. Lord, I pray that you will continue to equip us, inspire us to serve you wholeheartedly in our families, through our actions, through our deeds. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We pray this message has been a blessing to you. If we can pray for you or encourage you in any capacity, please let us know at FCCFM.org.